0: The Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show is sponsored by Acunet Mortgage, an equal housing lender at ID 255368, and Acunet Realty Advisors, which is a separate company from, but still affiliated with, Acunet Mortgage.
1: Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from Acunet Mortgage and Realty. And now, here's Brian and David Wickers.
0: Well, welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on this uh, Packer Not Noon game. Yeah. So we had the last two weeks off. What would you do, Dave? I watched the game. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> we were here. I was hanging out. Yeah, it was a heck of a couple of games. All right, so uh, um, I'm Brian Wickert. That's David Wickert over there. Um, if you've got a question or comment, you can call or text us on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line, which is 855-616-1620. Well, David, uh, mortgage rates remain
2: low and the- uh, How
0: low? How low are they? Do you want to tell us right here? Oh, sure, yeah.
2: Uh, So on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage with 25% equity and all the other right stuff, a $250,000 loan amount could get you 2.99% with an APR of 3.05. You would have to pay a half a point, so your all-in cost would be about $2,400, but- that's we'll, pretty
0: low. We'll help you, you know, compare that against other options with lower costs. Yeah. Um, and then the more the um, real estate market remains hot, hot, hot on a statewide basis. We now have the numbers for August. There were ninety four hundred and sixteen homes sold statewide. Hmm. That is more than
2: a year ago when there were ninety two hundred and sixty one. That, that is kind of amazing to me, given the dearth. Of listings. Of
0: listings. Well, I've got more for you on that topic. And by the way, though, the 9,400 rounding there to the nearest 100 uh, is down a little bit from July's torrid pace of 9,862. 9, 9,862. Homes if we kind of drill back down to our local five-county Milwaukee metro market Or did I just put that? uh, Home sales were up 4.8% compared to a year earlier in the five-county metro area And this is for condos and single-family combined So here in our corner of the state. So just think about that. I told you 90 how many? Mm 9,400 homes statewide. Well 2,472 of those happened in the five-county metro area. So there's uh, a lot more, more than the rest of the state. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, but and so year to date, home sales are only down two point nine percent compared to twenty nineteen. To- total units sold. Total units sold. Yeah. And the dollar value of properties sold is actually up six percent. So that tells you that the prices are going up. Yeah. Uh, but listings are only off six point seven percent. So not as bad as I thought. But you got demand is so high. Uh, and, and so we're going to talk about, we're going to start off the show talking about the magic carpet called bridge loans and how
2: people,
0: you know, I think they, they make up stuff, which is fine. So we're going to try to demystify bridge loans. Can here. I,
2: some, there are words in our mortgage world that, um, and I tell this to any of our new people, they they mean other things a lot of times. People, someone might say, well, WIDA. Okay, well that means, first a lot of buyer. times help me buy my first house i think when someone says bridge loan it just means help me get to my next house please without selling my existing home first
0: yeah but that's the overall that's the arc right. of, that, that, that's of, what it means yeah, how to help. they don't really know how it's going to work they just know just help i want to buy that next house yeah. before i sell this one and so the story that i've got uh is for a many 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 time repeat Retired customer, but he also owns a business, okay, Mm. that he gets a salary from still. And he owns more than 25%. So he's got a pension, but he also has business income. And so what he wanted to do is to sell his and his wife's primary residence in the Chicago area, which he thinks he'll get between 550 and 600, Mm. and they want to downsize to like a 350,000 two-bedroom condo. Okay. Okay. Because they have grandkids in the Chicago area, and they they want to keep a base there. They also we helped them buy a home in uh, Florida. Okay. Oh. In the Fort Myers, Cape Coral area a while back, and so what he wanted to do, this was what his plan was, which is a good plan. Hey, I'm going to keep my first mortgage that I have on my Chicago
2: home, mm-hmm. my tri level, the soon to be old home,
0: which is why they want to get rid of it as you get older, David. People don't like doing stairs. Stairs. Yeah. Right. So in a trial, level remember we looked at a tri level for you at one time. Oh, yeah. It's stairs everywhere. Yeah. Seven steps up, seven steps down, blah, blah, blah. So um he said, I'm going to keep my first mortgage. Brian, you helped me set up a hundred and fifty thousand dollar home equity line.
2: On that same house. On that
0: same house in Chicago. So I'm going to pull down on that. And then you just have to lend me two hundred thousand dollars on the new condo that I want to buy in Chicago. And then as soon as I sell my house here in Chicago, I'll pay it off in full. Boom. Won't that be excellent that sounds like a great plan it is a great plan except for two things we don't do short-term financing because mm-hmm. when we make a loan on that new condo the people we sell the loan to expect it to stay around yeah for a while and in fact we get hit with a very substantial early payment penalty the borrower doesn't but we get whacked yeah if a loan pays off early um, so that's one problem the other problem as I just mentioned is they would own three properties at the same time and so I would have to use his self-employed income to qualify I'm going to tell you what the problem was with that and the solution when we come back you're listening to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM 620 WTMJ
1: home buying advice from the guys who know it best this is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickard on WTMJ All
0: right, so we're talking about the magic carpet i'm calling it of the bridge loan which is hey it's some kind of temporary financing that's going to help you get from your old home to buying the new one without having to sell your old home first so we're talking about our good customer trying to buy a smaller condo in the chicago area before he sells his uh, bigger home you got a point there your no, no 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 oh, okay i thought you were
2: it. sorry no all
0: right so um, the problem was that in order to qualify him for to Uh, to carry three properties at the same time because remember we have to count the principal interest taxes insurance and homeowners association dues on any property regardless of whether they're part of your monthly payment Mm -hmm. so think of it as your carrying cost and to do that I would have to use not only his pension but the salary that he takes from the business that he still owns that's run by one of his daughters but he still owns more than 25%. So -hmm. the problem is that in effective June 11th, if you need to use business income like I do, or many other people do, the new rule in permanent mortgage lending is you have to get not only your tax returns from 2019, uh, but you also then have to provide, if you're applying in September for a loan, you have to give them August and July profit and loss statements, plus, M- monthly. Oh, monthly. Monthly. Yeah. yeah. Broken up by month. Plus business bank account statements for those same two months. And then you have to close by October 31st if you apply in September or you then have to give them another set of monthly financials because there's a freshness requirement on this business and a business income and what, what, is, what the world is trying to do, whether you're talking Fannie, Freddie, Jumbo, is they're trying to make sure that businesses are stable and healthy.
2: And remain healthy in
0: the COVID economy. Yeah. Okay. Because 2019 might've been way different or yeah. better than, you know, if you're in the restaurant business, boy, it's a lot different in 2020. Mm. So I'm basically begging my good customer, Paul, don't make me torture you with this documentation. Yeah. Plus give you a loan that you're going to want to pay off right away. That's going to hurt me. And so the solution is we're friends with banks that do bridge loans. Mm-hmm. and. I didn't do as good a job as I normally do, explaining what the bridge loan would be for him. And the way I would explain it now if I have a, if I had another chance is, Paul, it's just a big cash-out refinance on your Chicago primary residence. Yep. We're going to pay off your first mortgage. We're going to shut down the home equity line of credit that you have. Yep. We're never going to borrow a nickel on that. And I'm going to lend you $440,000 on your $550,000 home because that's 80% of the value. And then we're going to take that cash which is going to be like 280 mm-hmm. after we pay off your first mortgage and we're going to take that cash out from the cash out refinance but we're calling it a bridge loan because everybody knows it's temporary. Okay? So bridge loan means temporary. Everybody knows it's going to get paid off in short order. And then we're going to take that 280 grand then you just got to come up with 70 grand. Oh, I got that in savings. Okay, great. And now you get your 350 to buy Boom. But we got to get going on an appraisal. Blah blah blah. There will be some costs, but the costs are going to be so worth it, compared to you wanting to not like me, and ever talk to me again from torturing you on the
2: Underrated. business
0: income. Yeah. Plus, I don't really want to make you that loan because it's going to pay off so quickly. And so all set up to go on that. And then guess what? They decided. You know what? We're going to wait till spring. <laughs> <laughs> well, which is, hey, no problem.
2: Um, all right, so I've got another. I I, my only I thought was just, if this isn't their primary home anymore, couldn't they just move to Florida, sell the house, and then they can walk around with all of the proceeds from the sale of their home? Or is it? No, that's, that's a good idea. That's too Yeah, much? just
0: sell it while they're away. Okay, that's a great idea, Well, David. the
2: problem is you have to move all your stuff out. Oh, yeah, put it in storage. Which,
0: Which, you know.
2: Not the worst thing in the world. Not the worst thing in the world.
0: So. Okay, uh, and the thing that I want to mention, though, the magic in this was the bridge loan lender, okay, because it's a short-term loan that's less than 12 months, they can make up whatever rules they want. Sure. And so they're not going to torture him for the two months of profit and loss statements. All they're going to want is the tax returns from the business and his personal tax returns for the last two years, and voila, none of this new stuff that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are requiring, or even jumble lenders on. Permanent loans. Hey, one more thing before we go to break. I just want to say, uh, you know, we're regulated. No, you know what? I'll tell you this by the, when we come back. You're listening to the Accunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM 620 WTMJ. Getting
1: you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the Accunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wecker on WTMJ.
0: Oh, I like that. 25 or 624 by Chicago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saw them guys live one time at Summerfest. Anyway. Hey, I was starting to say, and uh, I'm just going to tell a quick story now, but uh, independent mortgage companies like Acuna were regulated at the state level. So lucky me, I happen to get two letters in August saying, you know, dear Mr. Wickert, the state of Minnesota would like to examine you. It's all part so of like their regular years. process. That's right. Yeah. Every seven years, like the plague. And then um, Illinois is every three years. So I get the same letter like a week apart. It's like, oh, this is great. Because you've got to provide them with a ton of data. Yeah answer a bunch of questions, and then they always want some sample files. So I shipped the 12 files that Minnesota wanted. They picked at random. And and a very cordial Minnesota examiner, by the way, says, oh, you know what, Mr. Wickard, you're missing the driver's license numbers for customer identification, which is something that we do at closing, mm-hmm. to make sure you're not a terrorist as we have to get your photo ID. You're missing the driver's license for Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I'm like, dang, all right, let me see if I can find that. You know, and by the way, the typical number of PDFs in the files that I was uploading to her for uh, underwriting and closing and all this stuff, about 350. Yes. It's really, it was shocking. Anyway, I um, couldn't find it. Couldn't find it. Couldn't find it. So I decide, oh, I wonder if the title company that did the closing, and this was a purchase in Edina, Minnesota. Yeah. So I look on the closing disclosure and right there is Rachel Luby's name and phone number. She's with Fidelity National Title in Eden Prairie. I pick up the phone. She answers on the first ring, and I say who I am, and I'm saying, you know, I'm looking for the driver's licenses for Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And she says, was that 1234 Maple Street? I'm like, what? (laughs) There's no way she could have looked it up that fast. Yeah. No way. She goes, "No, no, I remember that. And sure enough, it was 1234 Maple Street. Not the real address, but she nailed it. And I'm like, how did you remember that? She's like, I got a really good memory.
2: Rain Man. And the, yeah,
0: Rain Man. So thank you, Rachel. And then she found the driver's licenses, sent them to me via secure email, and I am off the hook wow. with the Minnesota regulator. So thank you, Rachel Luby, for your amazing memory and excellent service this week. All right. I got another bridge loan story here before the news. And this is for friends. Um, uh, of mine younger brother of a uh, of a good friend that I went to high school with and they've been thinking about selling their older lake home for quite a while and all of a sudden I get a call and it's like yeah we're 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 gonna go look at a condo well that one they hated mm-hmm. then the next day it calls oh you know what we went and looked at
2: a uh, for sale by owner and we really really love it sometimes home shoppers it's like worse than speed dating you just you find a house and you're like let's get married Yeah. Right. Okay.
0: So it's like, well, all right. Now, will you finally (laughs) let me check your credit? Okay. Yeah. Send me your pay stub. Okay. Did that. The issue here is that the spouse doesn't have as good a credit. Sure. Okay. So for first mortgage lenders like us, not a problem we just leave the spouse off the loan
2: so long as the one remaining on the loan can carry
0: the day correct so I'm working all the numbers but we need a bridge loan which is nothing but a big cash out refinance on their current That's home. a good way to
2: that's a good way to describe it thank you now going forward. it's a
0: special purpose how's about that a special purpose cash out refinance yeah. that everybody knows is short-term and you know what do you think your house is worth well he said 295 I did a Zillow thing and it was 281 so I used 281 sure enough the math worked out so that I could get them 65,000 cash out on a bridge loan okay now for us as mortgage lenders and on the new property because that's the only one we're really gonna be directly involved in we're gonna help them arrange the bridge loan on the old house Mm -hmm. the payment on a bridge loan is interest only okay so I have to use that lower payment. It's lower than what he's paying now on his existing mortgage, so that's good news. Taxes and insurance, and then principal interest taxes and insurance on the new loan. It all works out. I he needs like $62.5 to buy the new place. I, you know, as long as his home appraises. So this is kind of the, the old the point of the story.
2: Yeah.
0: We need to appraise that old home to see what it's worth or the bridge loan lender does. Mm-hmm. And we should have done that a month ago. But they just fell in love last week. right. So so I wrote them a flimsy pre-approval that said, you're pre-approved to buy a new house at X dollars with this much property taxes, and then I yellow underline bold, but you have to close and get approved for a bridge loan, and you're not approved for the bridge loan.
2: Yet. Right?
0: So it's flimsy. Might work. But now the other problem is, so we have three banks that we work with on bridge loans and one of them I was texting with, they would have to get a credit report on the wife, spouse. spouse, count her debts and see her not as good. But luckily she comes with income. Yeah. So not totally out of the woods, but that's a big question mark. You know. So should they write the contract you know, and, and have it conditioned upon? You'd have to write in another contingency that says, my offer is contingent upon a bridge loan approval. Might it might be that. hard to win. It might be hard to win. After the news, guess what, David? I have more stories. Perfect. I have cash out refinance stories. All right. Uh, you're listening to the Acunet Mortgage Realty and Realty Show on AM620,
1: WTMJ. Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ.
0: Well, David, you know, a lot of people are spending more times in their home more time in their homes and that's leading to things like you know what let's remodel that kitchen or bathroom or whatever and of course that's also fueling people wanting to move up get a bigger home we need that extra bedroom office den, whatever Mm -hmm. so let's talk a little bit about cash out refinances and it's it just seems hard for people to believe or understand that the rate and or closing costs are higher
2: on a cash out refinance there's more risk allegedly oh. I'm not sure if I believe that when you look at large data sets of numbers I'm sure that cash out refinances are a nibble more risky okay well that's all so
0: let me give you an example let's say you wanted to take out a hundred grand uh, for some big remodeling project and let's say you a $200,000 first mortgage balance your house is worth 450 Everybody wants the trophy rate of 2.99. Oh, that's why they sell things for 99 cents at Walmart. That's right. Yeah. So we would have to charge one point or 1% of the new loan amount. So about three grand in addition to the $1,234 of regular loan cost that includes the appraisal, the title, the credit report, the closing. So that's 4,234 bucks in order to get your hands on a fresh 100,000, but wait, you'd actually have to borrow about 104,000 Yeah, maybe a little more to get your hands on the
2: hundred. Yeah,
0: because you're spending 4,234 bucks to get at that fresh money. Now, the other thing to realize is you're just paid 4.2 points on the fresh money, right? You paid a one point on all the money. Yeah. But if you just isolate and say, what am I paying to get my hands on that extra hundred grand? The answer is Four points. That's forty two hundred.
2: That's pretty expensive. Pricey. So what's another alternative, David? Well, let's dial up the interest rate to try to offset that cost. Correct. So at three point five percent. Oh, that's so hideous. Oh, hideous.
0: point. Oh, Your yeah. loan costs would be uh three hundred and thirty-four dollars less. That's twenty nine hundred dollars lower. Mm-hmm. And then the ultimate, and I'm going to have a conversation with one of your cousins after the radio show here, because oh. he's looking to take cash out. But you know what he's going to do, just sidebar, he's
2: looking to pay off student loan debt. Oh, So yeah. quiz question, David, is that a cash out refinance? Uh, Fannie Mae has a special program where you can avoid having to call it a cash out refinance. If you use the proceeds uh, and pay directly to the student loan servicer, uh the funds you would get out from the refinance
0: okay and if i had a hundred thousand dollar student loan and i could
2: only get 80 grand out was that work no you have to pay the student loan off in full okay there's so no partial to, no
0: partial paydowns to get the exemption from being painted with what i'm calling the scarlet letters remember the scarlet letter in that book it was i don't think i ever read that book. okay well it was a for a certain oh. mortal sin i'm calling the scarlet
2: letters co cash out well which you could still do the cash out refinance and you know maybe you could only pay off 80 of your $100,000 student loans you just you get painted as a cash out but yeah
0: well but so what we're trying to do here is avoid the pain of being priced like a cash out in general so back to my remodeling story so so mm-hmm. th- the sidebar was student if loans. you pay off student loan in full directly to the servicer then taking the cash out doesn't count. You get the sharp pricing. You get the yeah, yeah all the right stuff pricing. Yep. right. All right. So back to our remodeling story. Um, the three and a half. Now the payment is seventy bucks more per month. At three and a half, but you're um, avoiding four thousand dollars in costs. Correct. And, and so what? What you do? The strategy here is you have to have a you have to talk yourself into this. I think rates are going to be about the same six months from now.
2: Fannie Mae said as much this past week.
0: And so did Jerome Powell. I'm keeping rates low forever. Yeah. Fannie Mae just came out with their forecast. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, anything can happen, right? Rates could go up. Yeah. But it's a fairly good gamble to say, you know what? I'll do the 3.5% with $334 a cost to get my cash out. Yeah. And then six months later, and this is insane and stupid, and it's just the way it is. We can refinance them again six months hence, Mm -hmm. and the stain of the cash out scarlet letter goes away. And now it's a regular refi. That is just illogical and stupid on the part of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, but it is what it is, and this is all about knowing the nooks and crannies of mortgage lending Mm -hmm. and how to do that. All right, um, that's what Mm -hmm. I would do. do, I'm calling it the two-step, the two-step cash out refinance. The double dutch. The double Dutch I don't even know what that's that anything
2: hold on I'll look at Oh, you know what
0: break. I'm gonna all right will we're gonna come back and tell you what is the double Dutch I have an idea what it is and uh, then I also got a call from my original mortgage partner uh, on Thursday uh, looking for to connect his daughter uh, to be a first-time home buyer. and I'll tell you what I'm gonna talk with them about and what I talked with my partner about when we come back along with the double Dutch <laughs> what was it double Dutch
2: It's a jump rope game.
0: I'm totally totally wrong. All right. It was a double dash. Yeah. Jump rope. All right. You're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on Wisconsin's radio station, AM 620 WTMJ.
1: Important home buying questions and answers you can count on. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All right. So on
0: Thursday, I'm the blue. I get a voicemail from. My very first mortgage company partner, Terry. We started uh, Wicker Mortgage Company back in
2: 1993. Yeah, when you were how old, David? Five, five. You were one year older than I am right now. When you did that, wow. Yep. Somehow you still occurred. have the, uh, yeah, the certificate I have, or I have whatever. My mortgage certificate. Anyway,
0: I think that you would call the naming of that company eponymous.
2: Yes. Wouldn't you? I thought you were going to say egotistical, but yes, <laughs> they
0: both start with an E. Yeah. All right. So anyway, we made it a year before we ran out of money because rates went up, mm. you know, and we didn't really know what we were doing, but we managed to make loans to a lot of people. And anyway, Terry went back to his old job. I went to Fannie Mae and you were five and so was his daughter. So you're now both growed up. Yeah. And so his daughter is looking to become a first time home buyer here in the metro area. And I said, well, I will talk to her personally of course and um, get them set up with you know the ins and outs of home buying in 2020 in the Milwaukee metro area so I'm set to talk to him tomorrow evening and I think you know I'm going to go through the usual stuff we're going to do a go to meeting mm-hmm. right just like I'm hoping all of our loan consultants are doing with first time home buyers where the home buyer uh, looks at our loan consultant screen. Are or we going to make
2: them take a quiz at the end of this go to meeting?
0: Well, what everybody wants to know is they want to see the numbers. Of course. You know, what is this really going to cost? How does it work? And so I, th- I think that is the itch that most first time home buyers need to have scratched. And then we have a nice little presentation uh, of, you know, the various steps in the process and people just, you always said this. They only know what they know and they don't know anything about buying a home.
2: I think that's my grandmother's original, but you only know what you know.
0: You only know what you know. And so we're going to help them get educated. And I think one of the first things that, you know, surprises some first time home buyers is like, okay, do you, do you know what the good news is? You don't have a home to sell, right? So which is a big deal. uh, Exactly. So you don't have to worry about bridge loans and all the other stuff we talked about in today's show earlier. Uh, but if you have not a lot of money to put down and, and the seller has other offers, the sellers generally like bigger down payments, even though we're going to give you a rock solid guaranteed pre-approval that says we verified your income, we verified your down payment, we verified your um, uh, credit, yep. you we know, put you through automated underwriting. I mean, you are rock solid. If you're only putting three or 5% down, what goes through the seller's mind?
2: You kind of don't have much to figure it out and make it happen. If for example, what if the appraisal comes in low exactly. and I don't want to lower my price? That's right. Where's the you have scratch? No wiggle. You, you got to, no wiggle room. Yeah.
0: You right. When you're putting a minimum down payment.
2: Yeah. So, uh, the just com- communicates strength you know look uh, as strong yeah. as possible well correct because what does the buyer really want
0: the buyer wants somebody I'm sorry what does the seller really want R- hey, I'm relief of, I want $300,000 for my house they would love it if somebody would pay him 330 right 10% over and we've seen that happen yeah in that price range and I'd like it if they didn't care what it appraised for and they're paying all cash mm-hmm. oh and you know it'd be great if they didn't want an inspection Okay. So that would be the perfect offer. And so what's next best is, well, I'm going to have a home inspection. I will pay you more than you're asking, but I'll waive the appraisal contingency. That's very powerful. And especially if you're setting
2: the new high
0: watermark maybe in that neighborhood. Correct. And then the third thing is, and I'm putting half down 50% down. I got a lot of wiggle room. Mm -hmm. So now you as the seller believe in the fact that it would be okay. You know, the, if the appraisal comes in low, because they got a lot of wiggle room yeah. on their financing. Um, so we're going to talk about, and I already talked to the dad and Is said a gift involved. Maybe? I, okay. I said, would you consider, because we had this chat I was driving for an extended period of time. So I said, you know, if you could see your way clear to gifting some money so that we could at least get the 20% down, that seems to be a soothing uh, down payment. Uh, on on the pre-approval on the pre-approval yeah. and then i explained how we could you know as long as they are really willing to give the gift i can give you two pre-approval letters the one with 20 percent down
2: yeah
0: that you get that you attach to your offer and that you write the offer according to Yep. and then if they really only want to put 10 or 5 percent down i'll give you a second letter that's for their peace of mind mm-hmm. and we can pursue that lower down payment financing but if push comes to shove, you're going to have to step up and make good on the 20% down because that's how you're going to write the contract in order to win. So he's on board with that, but he doesn't really know how much his um, daughter and son-in-law have saved up. So we're going to find all that out and kind of proceed Mm -hmm. with the home buying education process and it shall be revealed as to how we actually put it together. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about 15 year loans versus 20 and I have a real
2: life example Example of of this this.
0: okay and versus 30 what should you go with if you're refinancing you're listening to the acunet mortgage and realty show on a.m. 620
1: WTMJ getting you through the home buying process welcome back to the acunet mortgage and realty show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ
0: let's not forget the younger more handsome Wickert David Wickert uh, all right so let's talk about you know rates are still super duper low and at Academy Mortgage we can customize your loan term for any number of years between 10 and 30 but the interest rate breaks come at year 20 you get a better deal and year 15 okay so david give us a little quick comparison of 15 20 and 30 and then We'll take it from there.
2: Yeah, so so for this is on a three hundred thousand dollar loan. Your principal and interest would be about twelve sixty three a month. Twelve sixty three on the thirty uh, year. On the thirty year, and that's at a rate of two point nine nine. Two point nine nine. Okay. APR is three point zero.
0: All right, how much does to pay it off faster on the twenty year?
2: It would be about three hundred and sixty dollars more per month. Principal and interest is sixteen twenty six. How much is that in dollars, 16? Uh, $363 more per month. 363 three. okay. Yeah. And to lop 10 years off of the same loan. And the rate on that? It would be 2.75% as the APR. All right, so roughly a quarter point
0: lower rate. And so what you're doing there is signing up for a forced savings plan where you're going to sign up to pay your loan off faster. Yeah. Okay, and how much interest would you save? About $65,000 of interest. 65000 Thousand dollars of interest—that's appealing to a lot of people. I'd yeah. say there's a certain segment of the population that loves that idea.
2: I want to get that loan paid off. And what's door number three? The, 15? the fifteen. The fifteen-year at two and a half percent is the APR. Uh, your principal and interest would be two thousand dollars a month. So that's about seven hundred and thirty more dollars per month than, than the thirty-year. year And another quarter point lower. than and another, the yeah, and then <clears throat> you save north of $100,000 in interest. Versus the 30-year. What about the 15 about versus the 20? $30,000 in interest against okay. the 20-year. So I think what we always like to put out, you know, <coughs> point I, out to people, you know, go ahead. I was gonna say, I, I, you know, it's, uh, I was reading a book this past week, uh, a personal finance guy, and he said, for me and my wife, we paid off our mortgage, which was, is the worst financial decision I could possibly make, but the best money decision we could make as a family, because it's not these numbers aren't necessarily about the numbers. They're about what are you trying to do? What are, what was this guy trying to do? No, it's it's his safety net. You know, it's what makes him emotionally comfortable when it comes to his personal yeah, finance.
0: And let's talk about that. You know, because my alternate worldview, and maybe I'm
2: tainted well, well but by, I, I, I disagreed I understood why he did it because mm-hmm. it had nothing to do with money did you say money you said I think maybe best emotional decision he called, money. Money. Oh, it, he called money it money money basically is a translation for emotion okay but yes
0: okay so so the 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 false I think um, reality of that is great you have your house paid off now you have a crisis and you need to get your hands on $50,000 correct You have to borrow against that home what if you don't have a job you cannot borrow if you don't have a good job or good credit Mm -hmm. okay yeah yeah i need to borrow fifty thousand dollars because i became disabled all of a sudden it's like so the equity in your home in my opinion is a false sense of security because it's not readily available correct now you and i were talking about hey when i refinanced i shut down my home equity line of credit i should probably go you brian hi brian in order to get the best pricing on the first mortgage, you cannot have a second mortgage or home equity. Even if it has a zero balance. Even if it has a zero balance. So I shut it down and you were reminding me I should open a new one up Yeah. when we're having a great year and the income looks great and mm-hmm. no problem qualifying. And then as long as I have permanent access to that money, which not all home equity lines are available in perpetuity, in perpetuity yep. right? Some of them are renewable at the bank's option every year which is a little dangerous, but anyway, I-, I like having equity liquidity. Liquidity to me, that's more safety net. Oh, I agree because I can solve problems with that. The only way I can get at the equity of my house, what are the two ways? Borrow or sell. That's right. And you, you know, this is what got all kinds of people in trouble is if they had to sell because they had an economic emergency in 2012, the Great Recession. You know, they were selling into a super weak housing market, and right. some of them owed more than what the property was worth, which I
2: guess you could say, well,
0: it would be good if they had it paid off. But anyway.
2: yeah. Um, but this is this analysis between uh, a 30 or a 20 or a 15, or maybe we customize it because you bought your house six years ago you and want you a want 20 a 24-year because yeah. you don't want to... St- you don't want to, quote, you don't want to start, start over. over. Right. Yeah, but this is the analysis we do every day and it's just if you haven't been given a new pair of lenses with which to view the world how would you know how would you know
0: it's about choices and then a lot of times what I'll coach people on is hey maybe you know do you really want to sign up for that $2000 a month you mean you can afford it strap
2: now strap into the 15 million, right but yeah. you
0: know what if one of you decides to stop working or loses their job would you maybe rather have that 20 year that's not quite so aggressive and you know not so stretchy for you so it's all about choices we're there to help people make uh informed decisions all right we're going to be back here next week at the same bat time and the same bat channel you've been listening to the acunate mortgage and realty show on am620 wtmj The proceeding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts or guests of AccuNet Mortgage and AccuNet Realty Advisors and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee LLC.